Hey everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial and Sigilite of the FLG, and I'm Seth, the Mad Doctor Competitive Correspondent. How have you been doing, Kicker? Guys, I am doing great. Seth, thank you for asking. This is April. It is. There's a lot going on. For, you know, <laughs> it's like April, I don't know. I'm just, I'm all over the place, man. <laughs> I know you are. I'm fairly so. So here's what happened, guys. Somebody posed a very important, intimate question regarding how to consume cereal on the Frontline Gaming yes. Community Group. People were asking why is cereal being asked in a K group, and I was trying to explain that I like cereal, and people were just asking. And and then somebody mentioned about eating cereal, um, chocolate milk, I believe, with Fruit Loops, and that just really. Um, me. I'm not sure if Fruit Loops should be paired with chocolate milk, and it's just been very troublesome. So I, so I apologize. Let's focus, guys. If you're listening to our podcast, you should be watching us live every Wednesday night live at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Not only do you get the cool visual assets here, but you also get to be part of chat, which is truly a ton of fun. So I'm Seth, watching you, chat. Watching. <laughs> Seth is monitoring the chat. We've got uh, Nikki D in the back watching chat. I am illiterate, so I am not reading uh, the chat, so I apologize. Um, but yes, guys. Guys, I have been busy. I have not hobbied as much. I mean, I hobbied so much last week that I don't even have a photo of hobby progress, despite me painting 13 models this week. I didn't want to one up you again, Seth and, and Nikki D. So I don't want to show how much I've painted this week, but I will tell you, I have been playing. I went to like my own little self-created mini tournament with me and three other guys here in New Orleans. We just yeah. went and played a couple rounds each, and I had so much fun running a bunch of scions. It was just epic. Just murdering um, everyone. Yeah, well, okay, so I lost one game, I won a game, so whatever, but it was just a lot of fun running models you're excited What about you, Seth? Have you been hobbing? Because you, you have to yeah, make up from yeah. last week. Yeah, I did. I, I I was only able to finish one model, but you can see here, this is my uh, my Orcs Revenge model um, from uh, <laughs> Mr. Modular. It was one of the 3D printer or STL guys that I, I got a file from and printed it off. So it uh, looked really good and just had fun painting that. But now I'm back on actually painting like models I'm going to use. So I'm currently working on some no more knobs. Um, and, and we were talking about it a little bit before the show, but I got, I've been sucked into to a, a new computer game which is really eating up my time it's called the last spell it is part turn-based rpg tactical like strategy game yeah, yeah of course tower defense slash like town manager i don't understand um, how this okay so, so i mean so i understand what I today, you like you build your town you build your fortifications you build your towers you upgrade your heroes you like manage your population so you got gold and building materials and all that and then at night your heroes go out and fight a turn-based tactics rpg against the zombie horde that comes to fight your town okay cool sounds, so sounds it's like a lot fun. of fun yeah sounds, sounds I, like fun. i've been i've been having a blast with it so uh you know i might have been playing it in the pre-show that's okay no we're comment. not judging you we're not no, judging you might have, might have, might have. Uh, uh, Nikki D, D, man, yeah. what have you been up to? You, you've been busy, right? Because you yourself didn't have hobby progress last week either. So we're holding you accountable. Man, what's, you were just, you, you were really harsh on us. I, I expect the most from you guys. You know, I'm gonna keep on pushing. I want beautifully painted armies for LVO. So okay. Hey. Kicker was the champion of hobby progress last week, and you know, yeah. I said that I had come back from being away, some work, travel, and other things, and that I was looking forward to painting, but then it was 80 degrees in Washington, D.C. this weekend. So I went to a baseball wow. game. I went to a cherry blossom festival, did all this fun stuff outside. I did a little dry brushing and started putting some layers of paint on Fate Weaver here that uh, if you're watching the stream, you can yeah, see. Yeah, there we go. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, when it's record highs outside in April, I got to go 
go outside and do that. But while I'm here and while I'm on the microphone, I would also like to wish a happy first contact day to those that celebrate. <laughs> Kicker, Seth, do you guys know what first contact day is? Oh my gosh. I am May the 4th all the way. All other sci-fi holidays are irrelevant. Uh, Seth, I'm assuming you know what first I, contact no, I don't. day is, right? You okay. Don't? Oh, okay, so First Contact Day, it's uh, from the movie Star Trek First Contact, uh, oh. April 5th, 2063, so we haven't reached that point in time yet, but it is when Dr. Zephram Cochran meets I'm, the Vulcans. I'm a Star Trek guy. Yep, so, okay, yeah. so we got, uh, I'm the Trekkie here, Kicker, you're the star, <laughs> your big Star Wars guy, we, we got everything covered, I think we're in pretty good shape. Yeah, 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 no, this is good. Well, I mean, should we have some Lord of the Rings, like, you know fanboy here like like seth are you in the lord of the rings can you represent no. the fantasy world no no, no. all right no. well if you were in chat we might have to call on you good and... fantasy novels like the wheel of time wheel of... well come on lord yeah. of the rings is pretty good lord... that that's I'm, I'm throwing some shade at you chad if you if you come back at me about wheel of time <laughs> don't don't you, right. dare. Don't well, you dare well we're already starting to talk about geeky stuff we're going to get into some more geeky news uh down the line tonight but let's talk about gw products first 10th edition is going to be able to be played at Warhammer Fest and the Kansas City Open. So Warhammer Fest, that's in May. That's that's soon, guys. No, Warhammer Fest is in April. It's the end Sorry, of this month. That's in April. Never mind. It's in April. And Kansas is in the beginning of June. The first there weekend we of June. So so you're going to so I mean, Seth, I mean, I don't want to say anything. Can we pinpoint are people able to pinpoint like is so, the public able to pinpoint the release date yet? Based Go. on the article they released today talking about Kansas City, yeah. Uh, they said it's you know this is your first chance to see models and to, from the new Space Marine and new Tyranids that are coming out. Um, they'll have it basically very much described that they're going to have demo games there, but they're also going to be doing some exhibition games between some of the GW staff there, and folks can watch and ask questions. Um, which to me, the only reason I'm wa I'm there playing a demo game and and watching an exhibition game is if the rules, which they've already said that the indexes and the core rules will be free digital products on the day of release. Mm -hmm. So. If they're doing demos, that means like we don't have the rules yet. So you could pretty safely say that we probably won't have it released before the the second or fourth or second through fourth of June, um, which is Kansas City. Yep. And so generally speaking, um, if, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but past editions it hasn't been a one week pre order window. It's been like a two or three week pre order window, right? That is accurate, Seth. Yeah. Yeah. So. Even if that was like the weekend that they were previewing it and they put up pre-orders because they wanted to capitalize on the hype, you're still talking about mid to late June there at this point. So I, I think it's pretty safe to expect mid to late June. And historically, that's usually when we get this kind of stuff anyway. Yeah. But it is cool. They are slowly giving us the slow feed of rules. Mm -hmm. We're seeing what data sheets are. We're understanding officially what yep. OC stands for and kind yep. of seeing the damage we, potential. We it to seems see like the, the, the intercessor data sheet and the yep. terminator data sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we're starting to get a feel for these miniatures, which is exciting. I, mm -hmm. I personally am, am, am extremely thrilled for having all the rules on a data. Yeah. Stoked. Kicker, Seth, how do you feel about new Primaris lieutenants? Yeah, whenever there's a new addition, you have to have a new lieutenant. I think and there he is. Tuesday, his... you have to have a new lieutenant. <laughs> yeah, right. It's it's so so okay. Let's let's break this down. First of all, this is the new lieutenant. He was released yep. or shown off a few days ago. What do you think of his Tyranid armor? So this guy has got. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Ultramarines had some models way back when called Tyrannic War Veterans yep. that had some like Tyranid bits on them, and they had special rules. I very much think this is in that theme, and I love it. I'm oh, you it. love it. Okay, yeah. so so I I love the model. I just hope that you have the option to do a regular shoulder pad, which I'm sure you can just use a generic you know shoulder pad. I just I don't play that many Tyranids, and I don't really want like 
Tyranid armor on my guys just because, you know, it just screws with my head narrative and everything that I'm... I don't know, it just doesn't fit the fluff slash theme of my army. But besides that, I love the model. Uh, and, I, and, and I believe this guy is a celebrity. He was the guy in the little trailer, teaser, sizzler, you know, type for 10th edition video, right? Like, mm -hmm. this is the model from it, right? Yeah, because he's got that, like, combi flamer slash, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, bolt, bolt rifle. Yeah, bolt. Yeah. I don't, bolt. Bolt yeah, so you just said something really important, and we got to touch on this. Like, okay. let's hold off on everything else we're about to talk about. So, chat, tune, tune in, guys. You just said combi weapon. Yeah. Is this the first new Space Marine with a combi? Is this going to be a thing for, I guess, Primaris or, you know, updated Marines? Is, is this the thing? Nikki, do you play Space Marines. What do you think? Yeah, I, I can't think of any Primaris Marines that have had a combi yeah. weapon. And, and I think most people listening to the show are 40K fans, so they probably know the lingo, but just... Just so we're not alienating anyone who's new, the Thank combi you, yeah. weapon was yeah the combi weapon was typically some form of bolt weapon mm -hmm. plus a combination of some other weapon, either a flamer, a melted gun, a grav gun, something something else that's there. We've seen it a lot from different kits, but if I can recall, not in any kind of primaris kit. So I think this is the first time. Yeah, cool. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised though with this being on a lieutenant if this is not just a. It's a lieutenant can do yeah. this, not full squats, so, or not one in a, out of ten, like a tax marine or so, something. So, like so, so, Chad, we're going to be uh, gauging your ability to predict the future. Tell us, do you think we're going to be seeing combi weapons in in future space marine models, or is this just kind of a one off for this and, one lieutenant? And we are going to hold you to this, chat. Whatever you respond, we are going to uh, etch into stone. And then, whenever we do get the the full tenth ed space marine rules, we will go back and see who was right. Yeah. So and, and if you I'll right, add real if, kick here. Yeah, yeah, real sure. real quick kicker. Don't try to say quick kicker fast. Otherwise, <laughs> the words get they end up getting messed up. Joel Adkins here, who's in the chat every week, uh, he's already bemoaning the loss of Sternguard, a, a, a an infamous oh. firstborn firstborn unit. Who yes. it, that that kit has tons of combi weapons in it. If you've ever uh, bought and built them. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's this the kit, kit that, or not the kit, but the unit that, like, you can have a whole squad of combi weapons. Yeah, which is pretty, pretty sweet, pretty sweet, pretty sweet. Um, well, guys, tell us what you think in chat. We will uh, immortalize you with uh, fame and glory. If you're correct, come by, say hi to us at one of the events. We'll get you some stickers or something cool like that. If you're wrong, well, uh, I'll screw you. So, Seth, now you are our, our rules guru this week. Tell us mm -hmm. a little bit about what you've been seeing regarding the Terminators. What do we think of new Terminators? Go. Yeah, so they, they've upped the toughness to T5, which makes sense. Um, they've given the base Terminator a 4-up and save, which is really strong, um, assuming that AP and, and damage are kind of on par in 10th as where they are now. Um, importantly, Kicker. Yeah. They previewed uh, their deployment strat, or the uh, 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 deployment strat with them, that is a core strat that anyone could use uh, in theory. Now, I'm I'm pretty certain there's going to be some sort of mechanic about only certain units can go in like reserve keyword tie-in or something for only certain units when they'd be able to use that stratagem. But importantly, um, you could use the stratagem to come out of reserves in the end of your opponent's movement phase. Wow. That's powerful. Surprise! Terminators. I mean, you understand that allows, I mean, assuming the rules mechanics are still the kind of the same, that means that at the start of your turn, the beginning of the command phase, you could theoretically have objectives that you didn't previously have yeah. or, or whatnot. That's huge. Ooh, ooh! Uh, we we had a comment in chat from Illyrian Angel uh, said, "What if this is the death of the primaris keyword, and they just don't 
Talk about primaris anymore. Oh, snap. Because they did put out in the fluff that uh, the new Terminator kit, it's either it could be Firstborn or Primaris inside. So if either one of those like physical bodies fits in a suit of Terminator armor. Yeah. And I have not heard the the Primaris buzzword used as much. So do we have the, uh, Nikki, do we have the data sheet uh, for the intercessors before that? Did it yeah. say Primaris intercessor on it? Good, keyword on good question. Yeah, let me let me pull that back up. Oh, no, I just yeah. had the stats, not the full data sheet. Uh, all right, chat. Chat, I'm sending you on a mission. Go to the Warhammer community page, pull up that Primaris Intercessor data sheet, and we want to find out if it says the word Primaris anywhere. And, and like, look at the chat. keywords at the bottom, yeah. right? Uh, you know, do uh, for us, chat. Do, <laughs> well, well, while chat's going to go and discover oh, that, let's it says no, really... it does not. Oh, no, it does not. Oh, interesting. Mm. So interesting. if so it is... If it is the death of the Primaris keyword, we talked to Steve Joel a couple weeks ago, right? And doing song parodies for, for 40K. We might need to request that Steve do Joel do a We Don't Talk About Primaris uh, song, parodying the, the <laughs> oh, Disney wow. song. Uh, so, Steve, we're, we, we may get you on the phone here with a request soon enough. <laughs> All right. Well, well, let's let's move on into uh, what's coming out from GW this week. Yeah. Kicker, why don't you take us into that? We do have the OCR Bone Reapers. They've got a, a new model. The uh, I, I can't pronounce half these names, but let's just call him the Bone Shaping Artist. He kind of sounds like a tech priest engineer, but from for you know, I, I think about a Wraith Bone singer. Yeah, Wraith Bone singer. He's doing some cool stuff with bones. He's it, it's actually a really cool model. I always like when they they make things look like they're hovering. Like GW's really good at somehow sculpting stuff that doesn't seem to make sense. Like how do they make this happen? But they no, make it. no, I hate it when they do that because they're always the absolute worst model in the world to build. <laughs> That's fair. It is. It is likely to. It, it can snap off. And if you're clumsy like I yeah. am with my, with, with just making models. me twitch thinking about it, man. Yeah, I'm, right. Just I'm flashbacks about the spirit hosts. Um, we were so, so we also got the Vanguard box coming now. Uh, Dicky D, uh, Nikki D. I'm calling you in real fast, man. Can you please give us your thoughts on this Vanguard box? Because you, Seth, and I aren't really Age of Sigmar gurus. We don't really know how much value is in this box. But this is that brand new Vanguard box for the the Bone Reapers. What are your thoughts? I know you did some groundwork uh, research on it. Yeah, I am a recovering fantasy player. I've got a number of friends that play Age of Sigmar, and I did chat with them about, hey, these two new boxes and these armies getting releases, what's good, what's going to be worthwhile? Everyone I spoke with said the Vanguard box for the OCR Bone Reapers. It's got all the basics you're going to need for an army. It's a really good value on your on your money as well, You know, dollars to models to cost if you're buying the boxes individually. So I really mm -hmm. expect that to be a popular one. And it's a newer model line as well with so just newer kits less mold lines just better assembly for them yeah. i think that that box is going to be a really really popular one so if you're playing the the the, the miniature stock market you know buy big on the uh, on the ocr box um bone reapers vanguard box We've also got some stuff for the Soul Black Grave Lords. We've got a new model. I'm just going to call her uh, Volga, basically uh, an exiled monster hunter. She's got, I guess, werewolf legs. She's got some bats in the air. It's another one of those models where GW has somehow magically made things look like they're floating in the air. These are the bats flying overhead. Really cool model. I like it a lot. It's kind of got this, you know, vampire vibe, but also werewolf. So, you know, it's got, got a little bit of everything going there. And then there's the Vanguard set for the same uh, Grave Lords kit. Yep. There's got a Vampire Lord in there, some skeletons. 20 skeletons, uh, to be exact. You know, 20 skeletons. Thank you, thank you. Uh, knights. It's every, And then some other thing that I can't pronounce. I, I'm just going to call it Giant Vargeist. Batman. Vargeist. Vargeist. Is that how you say that? Var. Vargeist. 
Bargeist. There we go. So we got three yeah. Bargeist in that too. So those are all coming up uh, pre-order soon. Um, oh, 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 oh. We don't have the release date, but it's got to be soon. We got the two 40K boarding action sets. We got Votan and then this really sweet Agents of the Imperium box. Yeah. I love those boxes, man. Like, okay, They're you, cool. Mr. Resident Votan player, when he's not playing Orcs, Seth, do you like the box? Is it? Are you happy? Yeah, it's, uh, it has some of the Hearthguard in it, which are a cool model. Um, you know, it's got, I think I had some Berserkers, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think, it, and, and like we said, those are always usually end up being a, a good deal. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'll probably get me one of them. And the Age of the Imperium one's pretty cool because it's got some boxes um, that are hard to get. It's got some yep. minis that are hard to get. You've got the Star Striders, which have been sold out for basically forever. Yeah. And you've got some Breachers. And then you have a, an Assassin, one of the, I think it's Killy Assassin, the Get in Your Face Killy Assassin, the Aversor Assassin. So it's kind of this weird eclectic box, but it's all sweet stuff. So that's one to check out. Now, let's talk really important stuff. Guys. 40K has been mainstream. We, everyone's been talking about Henry Cavill and, and his love of 40K. Let's talk about Trey Parker. This is the co one of the co-creators uh, of South Park. Yes, 40K has made it big time, <laughs> featured in a recent South Park episode. Seth, yep. did you watch the whole episode or did you just watch that clip? I, I just watched the clips, man, but it was it was definitely worth it. Just yeah. seeing see South Park <laughs> talk about 40K was yeah. Was I only watched the clip. My wife came in and she's like, "Yep, that's that's accurate. That is exactly how I perceive you and and and, and your your toys." And I'm like, "Well, thanks, babe." Uh, Nikki D is a fan of South Park. Nikki D, did you watch the whole episode or just one clip? I watched the whole episode, and and I'll actually say, I watch South Park because my wife loves it. Oh, it okay, it is cool. legitimately one of her favorite shows, and for for years we've been together almost ten years now. She gets excited when each new season starts, and and last week. You know, Thursday she comes home from work because usually we watch it on uh, on HBO the day after it comes out. And I, I told her, I was like, we're going to watch South Park. And I'm so excited because it's got 40K in it. Now, I will say she got very upset with me as I stopped or paused the episode to explain how they were getting some rules wrong in the episode. <laughs> so Good job. 40K player is going to do 40K player things. We're going to rules lawyer. But yeah, I guess yeah, yeah, they're, they're like nine-year-olds, so of course they're going to get some things wrong. <laughs> so so yeah. for those that have not seen the, the full episode yet, Nikki D, um, is it South Park just like that you know three-minute clip, or is it actually part of the entire episode? Is it, is it kind of a running theme for the 30-minute? Uh... Uh, well, Stan and, and, and Tolkien, as they are on spring break, so while other things are happening during spring break week, they are playing multiple games of 40K throughout the course of the week. They are leaving their game on the kitchen table so they can play it one night and then come back in the next morning. You know, stuff that all of us have done as we were growing up and playing Warhammer of some iteration. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it kind of does run throughout the episode. Um, yeah, it, it's it, there was more 40K than I actually expected there to be. That's so, mm -hmm. that's so freaking cool to see. So freaking cool to see. Well, we're going to start talking a little bit about the Frontline Gaming events. I'd like to show you guys a little a little segment we did on the BAO. People don't realize the BAO is the longest-running Frontline Gaming event. Can, can we queue up that video? The BAO is back again for 2023 in the beautiful Bay Area of California. This event has been going strong since 2011 and is what started everything for us here at Frontline Gaming. From humble roots in a county fairground, to a lovely hotel on the water. It's been quite the journey. Enjoy a weekend of exciting gaming events for Warhammer 40K, Age of Sigmar, Star Wars Legion, Bolt Action, Kill Team, and more. Join the fun. 
write yourself into the history of the storied event and see who will next put their name on the coveted Jeff In Control Robinson Memorial Belt of Rust. Brought to you by Frontline Gaming, champions of tabletop. Nice. BAO, guys, in May, you do not want to miss it. We still have a few tickets for 40K. Seth, we're talking about BAO. I know that mm -hmm. you yourself can't make it to BAO, but I know where I will see you next, ACO. Yes. And guys, tickets for that have been going very well. This is going to be bigger than Cherokee. And, and Seth, you knew Cherokee was very, very large. Yep. We've just added Kill Team tickets, and Ooh. we've added 40K narrative tickets to ACO. So the event is continuing. When, when is the narrative? Is that a Sunday thing? Yeah, so the narrative is going to be just Sunday. So uh, ACO is a lot like LVO in that it's a three-day event. Friday and Saturday, everyone plays. And then on Sunday, just the top cut play for 40K champs. That means on Sunday, you can play in the 40K RTT. Uh, mm -hmm. You can play in you know another game system completely or in the brand-new uh, 40K narrative, which has become very Sweet. popular. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nikki did the, in the, uh, the narrative in Cherokee. The Cherokee, uh, the SoCal narrative is sold out. Seth, I know that that might not be your thing, but a lot of people do love these narratives. Yeah, they, I, they're, I've heard uh, good things. They're good things. Yeah. Uh, Seth, you have something very important to do right this second. I do. It's time for our signal short. And uh, this week, the question is for Nikki D. Nikki D, are, are, are seconds, you ready? Right? Are you ready for your 30 seconds? Always ready. Always ready, he says. All right. Why? Should someone choose each of the four chaos gods? Ready? Go. Corn, love collecting skulls, draining blood, but also for those that are anti-psychic powers. Uh, Zinch, in the words of Tenacious D, that's telekinesis. Kyle, Nurgle, it's all about the circle of life, growth, and decay. Basically, if you like that song from The Lion King, you're going to like Nurgle. And then Slanesh, it's all about excess like the pile of shame that we all have in our closet. How'd I do? Was that 30 seconds? That was, that was, that was great. That was I great. actually didn't time you because I knew you would, you would stick the time. <laughs> well done, I, dude. I trust you, Nick. There's so a little Slanesh in all of us. <laughs> <laughs> to all of our closets are a shrine to Slanesh, apparently. <laughs> all of the closets of shame. All yeah, right. Well done. Kicker, are you ready for the main segment? Yes, and and, and this is this is you, man. This is you. I know. Can, can, can we... Be... Well, why don't you intro the main segment, and then I want to say something, and then I'm going to shut okay. up a little bit. So, uh, as some of you guys have heard over the last few weeks, we've gone through kind of a, a behind-the-scenes. We've, we've done a, a kind of big shake-up with, with the FLGN, um, and part of that is uh, an affiliate program that I've been working on. And so he, this week— And this is where I'm going to interrupt you. Seth has not just been working on it. I'm pleased to announce that my co-host here for a very long time and, and close friend, and I would just say my brother, uh, mm. Seth here— uh, is officially part of the Frontline Gaming team as our Frontline Gaming Network affiliate coordinator. He's basically the coordinator of the entire network, helping us make things happen and keep all these moving parts working. So, Seth, uh, why don't you explain what you've been doing? Because you've been doing a ton. Yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you guys bringing me on board. Um, super excited about it. Um, you know, from a from a stand standpoint of of how this program was is going to work. You know, Kicker, Nikki, and I, we're only three guys. Uh, we can't we can't run a million shows. But there are already tons of great shows out there by other content creators that are super passionate. Um, so uh, Frontline Gaming is here to support those other content creators and their endeavors. So we've reached out to a ton of different content creators 
had a lot of conversations with them back and forth about what we could do to help them uh, and, and what they could do to help us. But essentially, I'm going to go through the list of these guys here shortly, and there are some definitely some big names here. But every one of these content creators now, you're going to be able to support them uh, in their adventures doing your regular shopping through Frontline Gaming. So every one of them is going to have, uh, like we have, an affiliate link, which means if you go make a purchase on FLG's website and anything you buy, it could be an event ticket, it could be terrain, it could be models, whatever, you buy using one of these shows' links, FLG is going to give a portion of that sale to those shows to help support those shows. So that's a great way for you, the viewers, to support your shows with the purchases you're already going to be making. These shows are also going to help each other grow. Uh, so we're going to have uh, some landing pages where you can find all of them. You can explore amongst them. Um, we're, we're planning some way down the line, some, some pipe dream plans of maybe some crossover stuff, maybe at LVO, which yeah. would be really cool. But Kicker Expo games with all these different content yeah, creators. Yeah. And, and, and you'll be able to meet them at a lot of our events. Seth, and don't forget the the cool like special stuff we're gonna be helping make for each one of these uh, you know members. I want it. Yeah, and you guys know that Frontline Gaming can make mats, it can make objectives, it can make terrain, it can make all kinds of stuff. Well, we're going to be helping all of these content creators with making some of that merchandise for themselves. We can make dice, we can make mats, we can make everything that they want. So if they want to make swag for you, their viewers, we're here to help them with that as well. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of that stuff kind of slowly rolling out over the next couple of weeks to months, just depending on what each show is interested in, because I am working with each show and trying to help what they want, uh, you know, individually. So. Who's who? Who's in this 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 giant affiliate program kicker? Well, in total right now, we have 14 different shows, not including us, that have joined the program. Um, so the obvious two, Grim After Dark, uh, they spun off onto their own channel, but they have remained affiliate. And the Thursday show has spun off. Uh, you won't be seeing them this week. They've spun off onto their own channel. Their new channel is called Warhammer Meta Chasers. And it's going to debut next week. So those two shows that were a part of the original network, they are now still part of the affiliate program. You can still support those shows. We love those guys. I'll still be watching both of them. They're just going to be on their own channels. One of the other OGs of the network, Steve Joel, he's relaunched his podcast under the banner of Champions of 40K. We actually had him on a few weeks ago about that. But he's got his new uh, podcast stream, RSS Feed. RSS Feed. I believe that is the exact term for it. So... <laughs> Uh, you can go find Steve there. Uh, a lot of us already know this next one, War Games Live. Uh, War Games Live, Joe from there, uh, he's going to be uh, streaming basically every FLG event now. Um, and you can support him while you're watching through purchases with FLG, which is super exciting. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to steal any of Joe's thunder, so I'm not going to, I'm intentionally not going to say what it is, but we're already making some pretty sweet stuff. Like if you're a fan yeah. of Joe, Joe's going to have the best swag we've ever made. Like it is the coolest merch ever and uh i'm gonna let him announce it but i i, I saw the first samples of it I'm like it's this I've, I've also heard about it but yeah there's gonna be some sweet merch coming for war games live uh the the next two shows are kind of obvious they've been they haven't been on the network before but they've been super closely associated with us for a long time that's tfg radio and pod save the imperium that's uh Adam Solis and Salty John, John Wehrmeyer, uh, they have been closely involved. They've been FLG staff judges forever, I think. I think I think literally you got, forever. You got Danny in there, too. Danny. Yeah, Danny, uh, the yeah, Danny uh, Ruiz. Ruiz. Yeah. He's probably going to yell at me the next time I see him for mispronouncing his name. Those guys, Sorry, those, Danny. Da Danny, John, and Adam are some of the original. Bro. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've been some of the longtime supporters of FLG, so it's great to bring them into the fold. 
the next the, the next show that I'm excited to announce, uh, again, uh, a, a partner of, of FLGs for a while, but excited to have them as part of the program, Vanguard Tactics. Yeah. Um, so they, they've joined in. Um, you can support them as well. And again, we're going to be helping them uh, with some swag stuff. I think we've already been doing that for a bit, but we're, we're still doing that. Um, a box just got shipped to, to Box over in the A box yeah. got shipped to Box. Did you, just, did you just say that? Yeah, a box got shipped to Box, right? Yeah, that was, that was bad. Okay. Now, but but yes, Vanguard Tactics is is only going to be partnering more and more with it in the future. You, of course, mm -hmm. you can expect their classes um, at our events, not just LVO. But there's going to be some all other stuff which we're going to let box. I, like I said, I don't want to take the the, the the wind out of their sails. I want them to stay. So I'll let them make all the big announcements. Now, but we got to remember, Stephen Box, they have the competitive. Their their pod. It's called a competitive. The competitive forty k podcast, which is a really good podcast. There was actually really they had a good topic the other week about. Um, people that are weaponizing playing by intent it was and you know how much sportsmanship is too much sportsmanship uh yeah. you know when, when are you too nice in the game it was very good because um i think a lot of us sometimes can be too nice yeah uh and times and be taken advantage of and we don't want that so it's a really good show to listen to anyway that's a tangent see someone in chat before was like you guys aren't going to tangent no we're still going to tangent um kicker these next two are are super exciting to announce powerhouses yes so the next one that's joining the program is Tabletop Titans, yes. which everyone knows Tabletop Titans. They do tons of 40K content, tons of AOS content. Um, we're still uh, ironing out all the, the details, but they're going to have some super exciting perks for their members uh, for FLG. So that's super exciting. Of course, we're going to have the ability to give those those members uh, you know, a way to support the channel through the purchases they make on our site. Um, so super excited to have those guys there. Uh, kicker. Yeah. What if I told you the Tabletop Titans, as huge as they are, is not the biggest, uh... Wait, what? Who's the... Okay. The... Bigger than Vanguard Tactics, bigger than Tabletop Titans. Who else we got? Play on Tabletop. Oh, oh, oh now, I didn't know... What, what you... was a very interesting one. Tack is a, is a, is a great guy. Um, I had a great conversation with him. Um, we were trying to figure out how best to get frontline gaming to work with with playing on tabletop because they do that really highly produced uh 40 minute bat rep they call it 40k in 40 minutes um it's it's really well produced but it didn't feel right for them to be you know like hey use this link to go buy product it just didn't seem to work and then tack and i were talking they're going to start doing monthly live streams oh, cool. um and, and we're going to be supporting those live streams so it's been great to to kind of figure that out and work with tack on that um, there's going to be a lot of exciting stuff coming with them. Um, they're, they were actually the, the, the driving idea behind, like, we should do some like D and D games with all the content creators at like, you know, LVO and stuff. So super exciting to, to hear that. I'm glad to get those guys on board. Now kicker, everyone I just went through was 40 K and you're like, man, is this whole network 40 K? Yeah. No. I'm like, I forgot. We no. have, we, we, you we know, have the like, game systems kicker. We brought um, you on for more than just 40 K. It's true. We did. Um, so if you really have that, that age of Sigmar itch and you really are looking for a, a great group of guys to listen to, um, that might be a little bit more, uh, we'll call it crass with their humor, but I still love them party at the all points. Uh, and that's with Dayton Obrey and they're in Canada actually. Um, I don't know if, if you've personally met Dayton, but I can tell you how you could recognize him, Kicker. Oh, I've met him. Uh, I've been very, I've, I've, I know Dayton very well, and he's somebody you do not forget. Uh, he was in the giant gold uh, 
spandex suit at LVO and ran up and hugged me. And I have never, never met him before. And then I started talking with him about business afterwards. So um, you can go over there. They're, they're just a podcast. They're, they're an audio only uh, group right now, but you can still find them on Podbeam or any of your podcast distributors. And of course, on our media landing page that we'll have rolling out here in the coming weeks. Um, if you were interested in Kill Team, I'm going to point you over to the Squadcast podcast, the Squad Games podcast. Sorry. Uh, that's Dakota Luster. Dakota was actually uh, the guy behind the Kill Team stream at LVO this past year. Yeah. And so this guy not only was behind the stream, but he was also running the tournament. You know, Kill Team is so sophisticated <laughs> because, now. Because, you know, to do two things at once. Yeah. Dakota, yeah. you mad lad. Yeah. Um, if you're into Legion or you're really excited about the upcoming game Shatterpoint, Yavin Base is going to be our, our Star Wars group. That's David Zelenka. Um, also, I believe, was the streamer at LVO. Is that correct, Kicker? Yeah, also. yeah, And he comes to a lot of our events. This guy constantly shows up. He's based in Florida, but crosses the country to come to our event. Yeah, so uh, Yavin Base is kind of your Star Wars uh, content portal. They're also on YouTube. Um, and then if you were looking for something a little bit more MCP or maybe a little bit more um, tabletop, like uh, RPG, like D&D kind of stuff, uh, we have the Professional Casual Network. That's Tim France. They mostly do MCP, but they do a lot of other RPG content, but they're also a great group of guys, and we're super excited to have them in, in the, the program as well. And then the last one was actually one that reached out to us while we were in this process and it just ended up working out perfectly. Um, it's a smaller channel uh, by a man by the name of Richard uh, Ballstead um, and it's called Crash Course Hobbies. He started this channel like less than a month ago, Kicker, but he's previously had a channel in in uh, tech review and tech um, demos, uh, like hardware demos and stuff. Um, so he has a really good background in in, in video production and editing. Um, and on the side, he has been a longtime 40K fan. So he's been doing a lot more general hobby-focused stuff that's really interesting and very well produced. Um, so it's, it's really good for my kind of the general hobbyist, which is really something that I felt from you know, a coordinator standpoint that we were kind of lacking in our yeah, portfolio. Yeah. Um, but this is just the beginning kicker. <laughs> these, these four, these, these 14 programs that we have uh, in the affiliate program um, are just a starting point. We're going to be wheeling uh, more out as time goes. Um, we're going to be wheeling out new benefits for these guys, and we're going to be wheeling out new content for you, the viewers. So I am super excited to finally have all of this out there for the public yeah. uh, kicker. How do you think it's been going? I mean, I'm I'm so stoked. Basically, we're just pulling a Captain Planet here. With our powers combined, we can all be that much more successful. So yeah. all these podcasts, we're we're all friends. We all now know each other. We're all going to be working together for for the greater good. If we want to, you know, quote the tower. Exactly. But, but the idea is we can all really help each other. This will involve a lot of things that you'll probably see. Um, you know, at, at for example, at events, you'll probably start seeing more of these guys at the events. It's very expensive for a lot of these guys to go to an event to, to stream or to set up a booth. Mm -hmm. We're going to be giving them free space, helping them get all that internet and, and helping with the logistics on that end so that they can be at our events. But but also, you're going to start seeing things like what Seth's going to roll into right now, where we're going to all sort of cross-promote. We know that some guys are going to have some really important epic episodes that they're going to want us to talk about. So we'll all be cross-promoting one another when, yeah. when appropriate. So, so And this is not like, yeah, so I have my, my you know... Uh, from an entertainment news update for you. I actually went around to all, you know, I've been watching all of these these channels because that's part of what I do now. Um, and I, I kind of handpicked for you guys some of the content that really stood out to me that I was really excited about. Um, we've got to showcase Steve Joel. Yeah. Uh, 
Champions of 40K is is a long-running series, but he just produced his first new podcast in, in this season, and he got John Lennon on, and it was a really good chat. I've known John for years, but it was Steve is always a meticulous interviewer. He does his research. He really crafts a story with each interview, so that was really good to listen to. So go check that out. Go give Steve a listen. Uh, I love to support him. Um, I talked about Crash Course Hobbies. Uh, Richard did a video that I think kicker. Uh, you and uh, myself and Nick could all watch and gain something from. I know I did. I actually did watch it today. Um, five reasons you're not getting better as a painter. Oh, I'm an amazing painter. What are you saying, Seth? <laughs> but he's he's a really good painter. But he kind of like you know talks through some of the things that that kind of give us like I don't know writer's block isn't the right term. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that he said today that I was like, oh yeah, I guess I should do that. He's like. You know, you buy the fancy hobby product, the fancy brush, the fancy paint, and you tell yourself you're going to save it until you get better. Yeah. He's like, don't save it. Just use That's it. Start using it. That's dude, the only way you're going to learn. Right there. That nugget right there, priceless. Like, that yeah. is gold, so, man. So, yeah. That that was super exciting. Um, it's a really good video to watch. Um, and then let's talk about the Professional Casual Network real quick. Kicker. Uh, a lot of my friends lately have been getting into MCP, um, kind of at the waning uh, twilight of here of ninth edition. We've been playing some MCP for fun. Uh, if you were interested in an MCP, they had a large tournament at Adepticon. Yeah. Guess who streamed Adepticon for Mar Marvel Crisis Protocol? That Probably would be the, the best in the industry, which I assume are our affiliates, the professional guys. Yep. Yeah. Yep, professional casuals did it, and they have re-uploaded all of the games from that tournament there. So if you're really looking to get into some some great content, some great uh, high-end play for MCP, go check that out. Um, I really, I know, I, having work streams before, I know what they have done is a lot of work to get that those videos for you. Um, they're well produced, they're well edited, and they're now back up for you guys to watch. So and, and what's go cool check about those out. guys uh, is like even if you don't play MCP right now, they're still very entertaining. Like it's mm -hmm. kind of like maybe you don't play MCP, but you kind of like the idea of seeing you know Spider-Man take on you know a bunch of X-Men. Like it's it's kind of just cool content, <laughs> well produced, and 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 just entertaining because the hosts are so so damn good. So highly yeah. recommend those guys. All right. Kicker, that's yes. everything for, for the FLGN 2.0, all of the new affiliates to the FLGN, which is super exciting. That's some of the content that I think folks would really enjoy um, if they want to get out there and broaden their horizons. But it's time for another new segment in, in our, our revamp here. That's the community spotlight. Yeah, uh, guys. So, Kicker, I think it's time to talk about the community poll for this week. Yeah, so at the, um, at the end of every single episode, we're going to be doing our community spotlight, which we're going to be focusing on a few different things. One of those things is going to be the poll. Myself, Seth, or Nikki D will always post in the Frontline Gaming Community group. you got to be a member. Please join. It's a lot of fun. Vote on that poll so that we can kind of determine what's what's happening in the, in, in the world. So our poll this week was with the 40K 10th edition arriving this summer. How are you spending the last? few months of the ninth edition so uh you know we had are you watching south park and hoping for more 40k related episodes is, is that something that you're doing are you playing another game system until you can try out 10th edition yourself are you just hobbing and painting and and kind of buying time until 10th is uh, is here or are you playing as many games as, as possible because you really enjoy ninth edition nikki d why don't you break down the stats here man where where are we at what did people what are people responding with are they just watching south park i mean south park's great right so I mean, yeah there's, there's potential there yeah be we'll, south park, right we'll start with south park uh that was six percent of the vote which was actually the <laughs> right, smallest grouping so uh good that we're doing more than that i guess playing another game system this is one i'll be honest i thought this was going to have a larger percentage of the vote right i mean seth you mentioned it Checking yeah, out MCP yeah. and some MCP, other parts. Yeah. I will note 
folks might just be waiting for Star Wars Shatterpoint, though, yeah. which comes out like in June. Uh, but anyways, playing another game that was 12%. The the next or the, the next highest playing as many games and events for ninth edition that got 39% of the vote. So oh, there's wow. still right. a right. lot of folks that are pounding the pavement, going yeah. to games. Yeah. Ninth, I mean, it's a pretty there. yeah, it's 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 a pretty balanced game right now. There's a couple of boogeymen and a couple of things that needs to be changed, but the game's in a pretty good state, so that doesn't surprise me too much, I guess. But the leading vote getter with 43% of the vote is just hobbying and painting so that I can be ready for 10th. Now, yeah. I will say for, for myself, when, well, obviously when we went um, from 8th edition to 9th edition, that was kind of in those COVID times. But going from mm-hmm. 7th to 8th edition, that was I was relatively new in the 40K game at that point. And from my own experience, that was one of my favorite times in the hobby because I could really just sit, paint what models, build what models I want to. I didn't have to worry about, you know, rushing to get something finished for an event. I could just kind of do what I wanted. And then I knew that there was going to be a new game that I was going to have time to learn. So I actually, I really align with that mindset for it. I feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's my vote. I think a lot of players are sharing that mindset. Cool. Very cool. Very- yeah. I mean, it, it gives you... A reason to pull that model out that that you you know, you wanted, but you know you just haven't played with this edition. You're like, maybe maybe this next edition is its time. Yeah, get yeah, it ready, so. get it ready, get it ready. Cool right. guys. Well, we have one other element of the community spotlight this week. Seth, mm-hmm. why don't you why don't you tell us what's going on? Yeah. So uh, how, I, how do we find this stuff, right? So I've been I've been posting up some of my my work in progress on on the uh, the community group, uh, and so I I started pulling some of the photos of other people who have posted their stuff to kind of show off their work. Um, so uh, I think the first picture up is uh, Mark Lichlord's Chaos Chosen. <sighs> Um, I really like this one because he's got that blue axe and it's got that like uh, inscription embedded into it. And he did that in purple. So that really kind of popped out really well. I like that. So I kind of pulled that up. Um, Kicker, this next one, I think you're going to love. Um, You know that Lee Harris makes display boards and he also is a a kind of a a traveler like yourself. Well, here he is making this desert plateau display board while he's in In the the desert desert. Southwest (laughs) in the background. I was like, I, I wonder where he got his inspiration from. So <laughs> that that's coming out really well. I'm super excited to see that. But that photo was just like, yep, perfect. that's probably the perfect environment to be painting that in, Lee. So good job there. Uh, the next one up, it doesn't look like much, Kicker. Uh, but this this is, uh, you know, Jacob Thayer of the Hobby Goblins. This is a World Eaters army that he's starting to work on. Um, I'm unsure if it's a commission or if it's for himself. But I really just wanted to point out, this is what a true hobbyist's table yeah. looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I am sick of this uh, unattainable image that uh, social media people put up there of these perfectly clean uh, hobbying spaces. Like, your, my hobby space is a mess. And be so a mess I'm, I'm glad to see that Jacob is truly representing what a hobbyist's uh, paint area should look like. <laughs> so keep up the work, Jacob. Oh. I know you guys are going to be flying through that army. Uh, next... Tanya Gates, uh, the war mistress herself. Uh, she's working on a little bit of AOS. Uh, this is Lady Oleander, the Mortark of Grief. But kicker, check out that free hand on the face. Oh, jeez. Uh, it's got that like cloth over it, and and there is a bit of of sculpting in that. But she's done a great job of of highlighting up that cloth uh, to make that face really pop. So super excited about that. Um, and then the last one I pulled. This is a friend of mine, uh, a local friend. His name is Mike Bridgman, but he uh, he has a painting channel called Mike's Tabletop. Um, He's been working on an Angron model. Um, 
I was talking to him today about his painting technique because I was super impressed with the work he's done here. I was like, man, that gold almost looks like a non-metal metallic. And he was like, no, man, it's really just strategic wash placement. And I was like, what do you mean strategic wash placement? I just kind of slather that crap all over my models. Yeah. So um, his anger on turning out fantastic. He always does great work. So I wanted to show him off there. So that's the the community spotlight this week but the community spotlight is not always just going to be painted models you know if we have a cool story from someone at an event if they post it up we're happy to share it um you know if you've got other uh little bits of hobbying that you want to show off um or you know if people are really into playing a new video game like the last spell uh you know we can show that off too you know whatever the community's into it's it's us our job to kind of promote what everyone's been up to so, so hit us up on social media because, you know, mm -hmm. next week we'd love to feature whatever the hell you're working on. Or if you saw yep. a really cool movie and you want to talk about it, like we'd love to, to share. I know Mandalorian's got Nikki D extremely excited. Uh, so there's always something to talk about. But, yes, Frontline Gaming is of the community, for the community, and we want to hear what you guys are doing. So, so yeah. Share. All right. I think that is everything. I've been keeping an eye on chat. Um, I know one of the questions was how to join our Discord. Um, we, put, we can put that link back up on the uh, the Facebook page. Um, so go over there and you can find that information. We'll get that information posted up there for you. Uh, Apple pot TT. Um, Topple pot, <laughs> did you spill known oil? I have to ask. Is that where this name came from? <laughs> if it is, I'm sorry for your loss, sir. All right. Um well, Seth, before we get out of here, uh, I mean, I, I got to end with just saying, guys, today, mark this day in history. Well, we've already had the contracts in place for a little while. Today was the first day that I began working officially on LVO 24. I already had my first long, long phone call today. To it is April 5th, it. kicker. Uh, was it what? It's April 5th. Oh, it's You're April. LVO. It's April, but we got we but LVOs. It's it's gonna be happening. It's happening in January. I gotta get ready now. So already starting to work on that. We'll be releasing the official dates of LVO 2024, as well as the location and and ticket yeah, information yeah. in the coming weeks. But and I, 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 I imagine I, you'll see a fair few of the affiliates there. Oh so yeah. So it'll be a good time for everyone. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Nick, do you got any words of wisdom you want to leave us with tonight? How about an announcement for next week, guys? How do All you right, feel about do that? Oh, okay. All right, I'm down with that. So what I'm going to be, again, if you're watching the show, I am now showing an image. Seth, kicker, Ooh. you guys might recognize this army. And we do. We do. This this is an army painted by none other than Matt Aaron. If you know Matt Aaron's name, it's because he is the, or is, was, I guess, reigning. He is the yeah, reigning, reigning 2022 ITC Hobby Track winner. So there are guys, you know, like Jack Harpster, uh, John mm -hmm. Lennon and, and, and Stephen Box, that they're chasing ITC rankings for the reasons of competitive play. Matt is a guy that goes to events for the hobby track. Um, so I got a hold of Matt. He's going to come on the show, and we're going to do an interview with him uh, live next week. He's going to tell us about how he stays on top of painting, how he stays motivated, and how the heck does he travel with his models and display board to all these <laughs> yeah, events. He has a large display board. Uh, it was not a small piece when he brought it to LVO. Wow. That's cool. I'm excited to talk to this guy. Yeah. All right. Any other final thoughts for the nights, guys? I'm good, man. All right. Well, we thank you so much for joining us. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week, and we will see you next Wednesday. Good night, guys.